It's been real. It's been fun. But one more practice and then we done. Final hour of the Steelers Blitz here from campus in this 2023 edition of training camp for your Pittsburgh Steelers. Practice now well and underway. Motsi and I here with you for another hour. And then Dale Lawley and Matt Williamson with uh, those guys have been putting in overtime as well, too. A three-hour edition of the drive to close down practice and all the happenings here on Another beautiful day in uh, in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. We've been spoiled this year by the great weather. Uh, I said it earlier, but for those of you who might have missed, our buddy Mike Persuda, who spent 35 summers here at a training long camp time. in Latrobe. A long, long time. Uh, said last night that he can't remember in all of his years a better weather camp. Uh, we had one practice the first week, Motsi, where there was about 40, 45 minutes of rain mm-hmm. during practice. But other than that, it has been. 80 degrees, sunny, light breeze, uh, good conditions for the players. Just the way we like it, baby. Just the way we like it. Good conditions for the fans. You know, it's obviously still hot out there, but it's not deathly hot where you can't even, you know, hang out in it for two, three, right. four hours. Um, nice summer August days, which is about all the you can ask for. best type of days. I'm sure – right, exactly. But I'm, I'm sure, uh, Motsi, right, that um, – Mike Tomlin would have probably liked a few more hot days, would have probably liked maybe a little bit more rain and some nastiness as well too, but I'm sure not complaining about, you know, they haven't had to move any practices because of weather. They haven't had anything canceled because of inclement weather like they did with Friday Night Lights last year. So I guess it's 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 good in that regard for Coach. No, without a doubt, it definitely is. And you can't have everything exactly how you want it. You know that. So That's right. we got to appreciate the fact that we did have a clean slate of perfect, weather days and you take that and you appreciate that because we know with some of those inclement weather days or when it's extreme temperatures that can also have some you know downsides to it in terms of field usage increased risk of injury or even just the heat acclimation and stuff like that so you know Mm -hmm. for us as a player yeah this is a great camp all right you got you got every single day nothing got cut short Trust me, as a player, you would wish one of them practices get cut short on occasion. Just oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, just absolutely. like one of them. Oh man, because of lightning and thunder, we have to call this practice mm. a half an hour. Oh, early. this sucks. Oh, oh. oh man, I can't believe it. Oh, I'm so sad. Uh, practice underway here. You guys know what that means for hour number two, right? Of course, we have got to uh, bring you our rare jersey of the day folks it's a very simple concept i take a look around the hallowed grounds here at chuck knoll field on the campus of st vincent college and i bring you the top three jerseys that we don't see very often right that's all it is just rare jerseys because out here right now there's a lot of number eights i mean a lot of number eights this guy kenny pickett is pretty popular i tell you mozi there's a lot of kenny 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 there's a lot of number 90 TJ Watts here on campus Who? today. Who? What? TJ. What? what? 90. What? What? A lot of 22s. A lot of 14s. Always you see a lot of 43s and 86s and 92s and yeah, even more 90s. What? Here what? on the grounds today. I see a few number sevens. Old number seven as in Ben Roethlisberger. The gun here, Oh, baby are the jerseys that we don't see very often. Ladies and gentlemen, your top three for the last day of uh, training camp here. Training camp uh, at St. Vincent College. Bronze medal today. 
going to. Motsi, we've got a Rashard Mendenhall jersey in attendance Mendenhall. today. Mendenhall. Let's go, baby. Love that. The Black 34 in the building, on scene, on campus here. I guess not in the building, but you get what I'm saying, relatively. Uh, silver medal goes to Motes, a Jerome Bettis salute to service jersey. So it's Ooh. those special, you know, like the dark colors, the salute to service jerseys. It's almost yeah, like a dark exactly tan about. with black. Yeah, so we got a Jerome Bettis salute to service jersey here. It's pretty, pretty I sharp like looking. I like it. I like and it. And then your gold medal for the final day here of camp, standing on the podium. We have got a Derek Watt color rush jersey, baby. What? There's your final what? gold medal of what? training camp. Number Let's 44 go. in the color rush. Let's go. You talk about an epic way to end the training camp jersey, rarest jersey, Olympics. Oh, man. A Derek Watt. I get the what? What? Yeah, you're right. We got even more. We got even more Watts on campus, but not just TJ. What? What? Not just TJ. What? As well. (laughs) Let's go, man. Let's go. So that's your final one. That's been that's been a fun fun little uh, couple minutes on the show every day. We'll have to make sure. No, absolutely. I definitely like that. Remember to do that uh, next summer as well, too. But yes, the Black and Gold Nation, well represented here as always. Ton of Steeler jerseys. There's our rare ones of the day. Now, real quick here before we move on, Motsi, I do have to give respect to one of our OGs, okay? Mm, I told you. All right, here we go. Here we go. I told you before we went to break how um, the media presence, very thin on the Steelers' sideline today, yeah, right? It's a little compared, light. It's a little light. Compared to what it usually is. Well, is guess it who's out? I have not seen Kaboom yet. I have not. Oh, come have, on, Kaboom. I have not seen Mark Kabali, but I do see our guy. Brian Bacco out there still grinding. Of course it'd be the Batman. (laughs) Come on, baby. Would not expect anything less. Mm -mm. Still still grinding. I do not see uh, Chris Carter. He's detailing his work. He is detailing his work, that Brian Bacco. But to be fair, sometimes, because, you know, Chris, he, he's pulling, you know, the, the two-a-days might be uh, might be outlawed by the NFL now, Motsi, but it's not outlawed for Chris Carter because he's been doing pit practices in the morning and then driving out here oh, yeah. for Steelers stuff. That man stuff. doesn't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. He's, an, he's another one who's got 13 jobs and is just working all the time. Uh, so sometimes Chris gets here, like, around this time, maybe, you know, just a, a little bit after practice because he's, you know, coming from the south side after having covered. Uh, pit practice as well, but do not see CC just yet. But our guy Brian Bacco is here, of course. That savvy news hound that he is, uh, putting in the work, rocking and rolling as team stretch gets underway here. And uh, we are full blow with practice as Mike Tomlin is talking to some of the guys, chatting with Mitch Trubisky right now. Uh, Steely McBeam is out here taking pictures with the kids. Uh, the plum football the team, such a man of the people, such a such a man of the people is that Steely McBeam, I tell you, as a stretch is underway. All right, let me see what I can glean here, Arthur Motes. Hold on, let me look at some jersey numbers. All right, it's, it's, it's crop top season. It's crop top time. Come on, all right, man, so. come on. <laughs> uh, let's see. So Nate Herbig is is still out um, with the with the shoulder injury. Uh, it looks like I'm not seeing. Let me do a double check here too, because you always you always want to be careful. Uh, I do believe Isaac Sayamalu is getting a Veterans Day today. It looks like Motsi. He um 
is uh, hanging out towards the back as, as stretches and things like that uh, go on. And he doesn't look like he has uh, anything with him. So I think Isaac Sayamalu getting a veteran day today. Does he, he have gloves take... on or tape on his wrist? He does not, no. There you go. If yeah. he don't have no gloves and nothing on them wrists, oh, yeah, he ain't doing that today. No, he is not. And I did not see him, you know, when they do the uh, the position group warm-ups, you know, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's safe to say it appears that, uh, that Isaac Sayamalu is getting a little rest day today. Um, other than that, a little don't, rest, mate. Nothing wrong with a little rest. <laughs> don't, don't see uh, many other absences in terms of uh, people that we might not expect. I'll wait and see if I can find Trey Norwood um, or any of those those other guys that we know are missing time. Uh, Larry O as well. He was out here yesterday in that walking boot. So I'll keep you posted on all of that. But warm-ups underway here. So plenty to get to on another busy day, another hot day here as we get ready for the Buffalo Bills on Saturday. Let's uh, we'll look at some of your tweets here. You guys know you can get at us. Questions, comments, concerns, reactions as we roll along. Let's see here. Oh, Steeler Nation 920 with an interesting Let's tweet go. here for, for you, okay. Motsi. Um, he wants to know uh, if you would have ended up, you know, hypothetical here, if you would have ended up staying in Pittsburgh instead of playing for Arizona, do you think there's any chance that you would have played in the league longer? Yeah, I would have. Absolutely. For me, it was uh, once I had to go across the country, and we, me and my family had made the decision that we were going to, you know, do the they stay here because we knew we were going to stay here post-football. Right. Yeah, it really just kind of like uh, put the stamp on it. Because now I'm like, man, not only am I feeling a change in my desire to play, but now not only am I having to lose all my teammates, I'm also separating from my family, you know, to, to go out there and play. So, yeah, that definitely played into the decision. Whereas if I would have stayed in Pittsburgh, I probably would have played another year or two years. That makes sense. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, you, the goal was never being away 10. from your family like that yeah. is really drives it home for you. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, the goal was never to play 10 years. My goal was just to play one year, and then after one year, it was become vested. That was right. four years. And then right. after vested, it was get the contract. I did that in at year five. So it was never really this like long-term goal, but once I got to year eight, of course, you're like, well, yes. I mean, that's in range. We could do that. Sure, but sure. yeah, I would have much rather, if I would have stayed in Pittsburgh, I definitely would have went for that. Whereas, like I said, go to Arizona, it was just like, oh, this is just another thing. Oh, I yeah, really don't want to be this now. And you pick up the now. injury as well, too. Yeah, right? yeah, you're like, oh, I really don't want to be out here. Just send me home. <laughs> send me home. I'm, oh, I'm ready to, I'm ready to hang out with my family. I want to say, man, I'm ready to go off into the sunset, baby. Come on, man, just, just walk me around the corner real quick, man. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That's a good question there by Tyler, though. I think you know, no, without all of, a our, doubt. Yeah. of our five years in the books coming up on year six here. I don't know if we've ever had that conversation. So yeah, good, we actually never did. Yeah, we never did. But that was that was the biggest, like, one of the big things that expedited me really deciding to retire because I was just like, I don't want to go and have to reestablish myself, reconnect with new people, yeah. new, new people, new deeds, new personalities. I'm coming from Pittsburgh where, man, we don't have to talk about it. We know it's Super Bowl or bust. We went to an ASU championship right. game and we left out of that offseason like, man, we failed. Like, mm-hmm. do you get to AZ and it's, hey, man, we won the division like 10 years <laughs> ago. Look at this banner. I'm like... 
oh no, this 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 ain't right. This ain't like, real. The standard ain't the standard. <laughs> yeah, you're like, what are we talking about, man? We 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 talking about attire. We talking about what you need to wear to come in the building. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Y'all wasted time. Yeah. Oh, Tyler. Tyler also adds, "What's the next step for both of you? Do you see yourself maybe doing television? I don't. I'm I'm one day at a time, one week at a time. I don't know what the next step is. I will tell you this though. I don't see myself doing television. I know you do. You do a little TV, Motsi, as well, too, because, you know, you got that versatility to you. Oh, um, stop it, man. And, and you, know, you know this about me. Before I got my first full-time job out of college working for the hockey team in Ohio, uh, I worked part-time uh, four days a week for a TV station in West Virginia. I w- that was the time of my life when I had 13 jobs. Uh, I was working four days a week for a TV station in West Virginia. I was calling high school basketball games up here in Pittsburgh for the Trib. And I was working at one of my buddy's uh, family restaurants as well, too, to make a little extra money on the side. Um, 13 jobs, man. 13 jobs, man. So it was, I think, like seven or eight months after my my graduation before I got that full-time job working in hockey. So for seven or eight months, I was working in TV. Uh, four days a week for a uh, for a CBS station in uh, in Clarksburg, West Virginia, and I hated it. Uh, it was just not my it was not my bag. Uh, you know, we'd go to break, and so one of the one of our producers would be putting makeup on my zits. You know what I mean? And always having to have a suit and tie and, and look presentable. I like this radio thing where I can just rock up in a t shirt and shorts or sweatpants and a hoodie. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what the next step is. I'm enjoying what I do now. I have more fun with Mozi doing this show than uh than you know I've had doing most things in this business. So I'm chilling. I'm content right now. <laughs> yeah, for me, man, I have you know that blend where I do do enough of the buttoned up television stuff. I obviously got like the YouTube stuff for the podcast, and then you know the traditional radio, which obviously me and me and my dog Wes have. Hey. But um. I don't have a desire to do traditional TV right now. Just like multiple purposes. You talk about the time structure. Like I don't like the fact that most of the prime TV slots are in the morning time. I'm right, not really a morning right. person. Um, <laughs> then when we talk about sports, whether it's NFL Network, ESPN, or things like that, we know you got to travel. I don't want to be away from my family like that anymore, especially after playing for as long as I did where you know you were gone a lot so i definitely don't want to do that and i really do love the fact that i don't feel like i have like bosses like you know what i mean like i just <laughs> like, like 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 brian and reagan are, are, are awesome but they don't feel like boss to me it's just it's like right all right, right that's 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 just the, the 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 bigger advisor right there he's just gonna you know you don't have a, cor- a you don't have a corporate yeah, o- overlord yeah right <laughs> And that's the thing, because I'm definitely not in that phase of my life where I like to ask people for can I or should I or this. Like, you like I the freedom think, to kind of be able to absolutely. dictate. Absolutely. Yes. I'll do X, I, if y, I want to be a diva, right. But I don't have to be a diva. I don't have to do that. But it's like, it's at least allotted to me. Or at least I feel like it's allotted to me. Whereas we know with some of the TV stuff, you don't really get that luxury. It's no, you do not. You're here, and if you're not going to be here, then we're bringing in this person. Right. I just don't want to deal with that person. <laughs> you do not. You like the flexibility. You you had that yeah. your entire football career, right? The structure. Right. And the I think that's the difference. The... <laughs> For me, year twenty two to thirty, that's all I experienced. Yep. So now I'm like 
no, I don't want to go back to that. That was professional. That was college for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like this is my free time. I feel low key like I'm in college all over again right now. So yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, we got a couple good questions here um, from uh, Jeff, from Steel City Champs, from the lit one, Rebecca. Some, uh, lit, lit, lit. Yeah, I tell you what, all the all the fam starting to get back in the fold here now. So we'll continue to get to some of these on the other side. I don't want to shortchange your guys' answers here. We got to get to a break. Uh, practice underway. The stretching still going on. We'll paint the picture for you a little bit more on the other side when things pick up here at Chuck Knoll Field. We'll also continue to get to your tweets. You know where to get at us if you want to get involved. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, final day here at St. Vincent College. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Practice well underway here at Chuck Knoll Field on the campus of St. Vincent College. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, the Steelers Blitz on SNR, our final hour from campus in this year's edition of Training Camp 2023. The guys will be here for walkthrough tomorrow morning, but this is their last public practice of this training camp. So if you had been trying to get out here to see the Steelers and you haven't yet, well, uh, sorry, you're going to have to wait until next summer. You're going to have to wait about 11 months from now uh, before you are able to get back out here. It's right around the corner. It ain't that long away. It's right around the corner. I mean, it really is in a lot of ways right around the corner, though, isn't it? Like, it's funny, but it, it'll be next July again before we all know right? it. That's just, that's just how life works, I think, particularly when you're – at our stage of life, Motsi, with you know, in your in your mid thirties with kids and everything going on, man, the years uh, certainly seem like they fly by faster and faster. Uh, this edition of training camp going by pretty darn quick as we're uh, staring down the end of this thing right now. Individual period underway. Uh, the thing that everybody's always wondering and always asking about: Kendrick Green is working with the offensive linemen still, not with the running backs here. His individual period is underway. Uh, offense on the near side field, defense far side over in the corner, working on some of that stuff that Chris Hoke was talking to us about the other week in that southeast corner end zone. Uh, the teams will come together here at some point. We'll paint the picture for you for seven shots and all those fun things that we do. Uh, but before we get there, we'll continue to get to more of your tweets as they continue to roll in here. Motsi, Rebecca, the lit one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. lit she says, I'm still playing catch-up, guys. I want to know your best offensive play you saw at training camp and best defensive play. Ooh, interesting, interesting, interesting. Well, um, I know for me, yeah, go even, ahead. Though it, even though I don't count it all the way because of me just being a super competitive person, <laughs> the George Pickens catch that he had yeah, over JPJ, I mean, come one, on, right? man. It was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. I hate on it because I'm a defender. But it was absolutely fire. So that definitely, for me on offense, like, yeah, that was tough. That was tough. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a real good one. Um, I'll give you two other ones on offense that, that really stood out to me um, throughout the course of camp here. The first, let's talk about Jalen Warren again. We did a little bit with Max Starks earlier. Uh, Motsi, he had a play the first day of padded practice. So that would have been uh, that Tuesday, August 1st. Um, 
he had a play where, I mean, the defense just blew up the offensive line right from the snap of the ball. They should have had Jalen Warren. It was a toss play to the left, and they, they read it the whole way. They knew it was coming. Uh, they, they blitzed their gaps there perfectly, and they should have had Jalen Warren down in the backfield for about a two-yard loss, three-yard loss, something like that. And he made a Landon Roberts, and I forget who else, but he made two guys miss in the backfield and just whoop took it up the sideline for for a 15 yard gain and what should have been a TFL for the defense turned into a, a first down for the offense and it was just that elusiveness that shiftiness that we uh, uh, you know saw in moments last season from Jalen Warren you were kind of wondering okay is that going to maintain he's had the body transformation he's put on some weight he's looking thicker well in that moment kind of all those questions were answered uh, he still has that twitch that athleticism that pop. That was a really impressive play for me that stands out in my memory. Uh, the second one, Motsi, Darnell Washington. I remember uh, describing this to you. It was in back-to-back days of practice. First time I wanted – I know the second one was on James Pierre. I believe the first one was on Levi Wallace. But it was uh, during, um, you know, team portion of practice. And both times uh, – it was Kenny Pickett once. It was Mitch Trubisky the other time. Uh, they split – they split Darnell Washington out to the left, uh, had him isolated in coverage down near the goal line, and everybody knew it was coming, particularly the second time, and, and threw him a fade route. And the big tight end both times, everyone knows it's coming, goes up and just mosses those poor defensive backs both times. Uh, that was really impressive to see. We know he's a big body. Uh, we've seen the highlights from Georgia, but seeing him able to do that to guys that have been in this league for a long time mm-hmm. on the defensive side of the football, uh, both of those two, you're right, the George Pickens play is the answer, uh, but both of those two stand out to me here as I'm kind of thinking back through it as well. No, I definitely like that. Then uh, for me, man, on defense, the the play that I would probably say stuck out to me the most um, it was actually a complete, it looked like a completion. Uh, it would have been in seven shots or as a goal line, tight goal line period. George Pickens catches the ball in the back of the end zone. The referee rules it incomplete. Everybody's like, what? The referee needs glasses, man. What's going on with this ref? <laughs> and I loved it because on that play, we got a chance to see Pat P, the veteran, do what veterans do. Match the elite athleticism of a George Pickens with the high end mentality of a pat p and saying i don't need to guard you for five seconds back here if you're back here on this end line once i bump you out of bounds it does not matter what you do the rest (laughs) of this play and it was just so beautiful how he had already made sure he positioned him so he had his feet out of bounds and then from there you allow george to do whatever he wants you can run to the cows come home on that back line catches the pass but he's already signaling it incomplete does not matter I love that because that, to me, is why we brought a Pat P over here to bring that veteran savviness, to understand how to combat some of these unicorns in multitudes of ways. Sometimes you want to try to match athleticism with athleticism, but other times it's a thinking man's game. If I can outthink you, I don't have to out-athlete you. And that was one of the things that I really thought was on display there. And it was a teaching tool, I felt like, for some of the younger corners to just see when you're in those type of positions, don't allow, you know, a guy's freaky athleticism to make you be in a compromising position or potentially become a highlight reel. No, use the field to your advantage. You know the sidelines right there. A little bump down low will have that guy step on that white line. And once he does it once, it mm-hmm. does not matter what takes place the rest of that play. 
you're good. He is a non-factor. It's a great breakdown, and you're absolutely right. I, I love that keen football eye there, the defensive eye of Arthur Motes. I will tell you uh, my favorite defensive play of camp in just a moment because Motesy, a little a little early here today. It's showtime, baby. Normally, uh, normally about another 10 minutes or so from now till the guys get into seven shots, but not today. You ain't got to wait today. Here we go. Uh, first team. We're defense. not going to warm up to it. We're not going to warm not, up to we it. We are not going to warm up to it. That is for sure. All right, come on, defense. Get uh, your three-one lead like we always do, and then after first, that, we'll go ahead and pass it over to them and let them come back and get the hey, best of one series, guys. Woo, we feel good. Come on, we've got uh, we've got Cam Hayward and Montrevis Adams flanked by Alex Highsmith and T.J. Watt. We have got Levi Wallace, Patrick Peterson, and Shandon Sullivan has uh, defensive backs with Minka and KZ, Alandon Roberts and Cole Holcomb, your two linebackers. Here we go. The first of seven shots as Kenny Pickett sends Najee Harris in motion into the backfield. Uh, big three wide receivers out there for the Steelers, Pat Fryermuth, Dan Moore Jr. Kenny's going to look Pat Fryermuth's way. He's going to throw it for a touchdown, but hold the phone. We got a false start on the offense. They're bringing this one back. They're going to run this Ooh, one back. Started a false. Okay. Okay. I, I think. I think. I'm. 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 I'm being honest here. I'm not positive, but I think that one was on Kevin Dotson. He is filling mm. in for uh, for say Amalu there at left guard today. Um, so touchdown pass from Kenny who's to Fryermuth. Who's my right guard? Who's my right guard? Your right guard is James Daniels. Okay. Uh, Dan Moore Jr., Chooks, Mason Cole, no, regular cast. Because yeah, yeah, Herbig is down. Because Herbig is down. That's right. right. Yep. Uh, here we go. Number two, George Pickens in motion from right to left. Kenny looking his way. Now rolling, rolling. That's going to be a sack for the defense. Kenny finds Deontay Johnson in the back of the end zone. But uh, I tell you what, Cam Hayward could have taken him down uh, about four different times there. So I'll score that one for the defense, Motsi. 1 0 lead there for the defense go. here early. Gracias. I appreciate you having some 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 uh and integrity any, on that one right any there, person man. Appreciate tried you. to tell you guys otherwise that that was a win for the offense. Hi, like, yeah, yeah. Cam Hayward was basically moonwalking by the time Kenny Pickett <laughs> threw that ball. That's how long he had in the backfield there to chase Kenny around. Uh, here we go for number two here. Uh, same cast of characters except for Anthony McFarland in in the backfield. He's the lone back. Three wide receivers to the left. Kenny looking that way. Kenny's going to throw one up for George Pickens, but too high even for GP. That sails over his mm. head with, Le with Levi Wallace on the coverage. So a uh, quick start here once again for the defense, Arthur Motes. <sighs> per the usual. But I like it, though. I like the energy, though, man. I like the consistency by the defense, even though it's the final day out there. You don't allow them to feel like they're doing anything special. We dominate the front part of this thing. Just be ready for that one-play series is about to come up, though. All right, guys. Y'all know what it's about to be. First-team offense still in there. Uh, Quan Alexander and Mark Robinson at linebacker now. Isaiah Loudermilk. I like that combo, too. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not against that combo. Uh, Loudermilk and Liao. Your defensive lineman is Jalen Warren. Checks into the game. He's with Kenny Pickett in the backfield. Kenny going to throw once again. Looking for Allen Robinson and broken up nicely by Joey Porter Jr. Punching that one out, the rookie. There we go. J-P-J. J-P-J. Good rep by him there. 
uh, just able to. Allen Robinson, you know, got got a got a hand hand and a half on that one, but I mean, as soon as as it made contact. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. punching that one out as the defense continues its strong start. Second team offense checking in now, Motsi, Mitch Trubisky. Uh, we've got Kendrick Green at center. Broderick Jones is out there. Uh, Calvin Austin, Gunner, Cody White. Let's see if the uh, second team offense can change some momentum here. Uh, Washington out there as well, too, as Trubisky throws. Fires that one off the hands of Calvin Austin, going to fall incomplete. He might want that one back. Good coverage by James Pierre, uh, but Calvin Austin unable to bring that one in as the offense mm. continues to struggle here. What's that count now, 4-1? Uh, I don't think the offense has scored yet. I mean, unless you're counting the one oh. you know, where I told you where Cam no, had, I thought the first clearly... play. I thought, I, thought you, I thought you said the first play they scored. Well, the first play, yes, but there was, you know, cries of false start and everything. Yeah, I'm not sure if they counted that one or not. Uh, we'll see if they end up. So it's either 4 nothing or 4-1 for or the four defense. One. We'll see yeah. how many more reps they end up okay. doing here. Still Mitch Trubisky running the show for the offense. He gets the ball in the gun. He's looking to throw. He's going to take off and run this one because there's absolutely all kinds of space in the middle of the defense. That's a fair touchdown Come there for the on, offense. Guys. Come <laughs> so on, guys. Come on. They gave him a little too, much, little too much room rush there in lanes, the middle, man. It, There's nothing worse than rush lanes, man. You got to have the rush lanes out there. Golly. <laughs> so let's see. That's either – 4-1 or 4-2. We'll see if this is the last rep, if they have two more. Uh, still Mitch Trubisky working. Now Hakeem Butler checking into the game. Still the same second-team offensive line. Broderick Jones at left tackle. Kendrick Green snapping. He gets the ball to Trubisky. That's going to be a sack for the defense, but Trubisky still rolling, still looking. Incomplete for Hakeem Butler in the back of the end zone. Great rep there for the defense. They are uh, they're not leaving anything to chance on this one, Motsi. They're, they're shutting it down is the defense. And that's going to do it. So it looks like they did count that first rep. So if uh, if you're counting that first rep, uh, still decisive, I would say, Mo. It's a 5-2 victory for the defense here on the final day so, of seven so shots. 5-2 if you count it, or 6-1 if you say that it's a loss because of the false start penalty. Because either, we've like also I said, either, had that accounted before, yeah. Either way, a successful outing. for You know, after the offense yeah. had punched back a little bit, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, winning 4-3 both of those days, a, uh, a decisive victory for the good guys as Motsi would say. As, nice uh, way to put a stamp on your work, man. Nice, nice way, way to put nice a stamp on it. Nice way for the defense to put a stamp on this. We're going to have, um, let's see here, we're going to have some team period as well too, Motsi, starting at the 28-yard line here. The Steelers' first-team offense against the first-team defense. We'll do a couple reps of this before we have to get to break. Najee Harris in the backfield. They're going to give it to Najee. He's got some space there. Obviously no tackling going on. Uh, but good work by the offensive line to create some space there. Let's see if they keep running the ball in this drill. There's not a, a ton that you can glean from without the contact. We'll see if Kenny takes a couple shots here uh, before we go to break. Uh, Darnell Washington checking out of the game. Pat Fryermuth in there for the Steelers now. Miss um, Kenny getting these boys ready, breaks the huddle. Uh, you've got Alandon Roberts and Cole Holcomb at linebacker for the defense. Still Adams and uh, Hayward flanked by Watt. And Highsmith, as Kenny, is under center this time. He's going to fake it, play action to Najee Harris. He's looking deep. He's going deep for Deontay Johnson. Nice catch there by number 18 with Levi Wallace on the coverage. Good link up there between mm, Kenny and Deontay. I like that. I like that, baby. All right, let's do, let's do one more rep here, and then we'll get to our break. We'll come back. 
close and out I like with your the tweets. Continued, I like the continued aggressiveness as well, man. The play action pass, taking the deep shot right there to yep. Deontay Johnson. That's clean. Sure was. Sure was. Um, first team defense has checked out. Uh, we've got Loudermilk. We've got Liao. We've got Quan and uh, Mark Robinson. Let's see how things go here for Kenny Pickett. It's going to be a jet sweep around the end to Calvin Austin. That one read pretty well by the defense, though. Wouldn't have been much going there, maybe just a couple yards if they were uh, tackling to the ground there as uh, the emphasis on run that we saw yesterday in practice continues here. Now, Wesley Euler, Arthur Modes, we're going to take our final break of the show, final break of this training camp. We'll come back on the other side. We'll get to some of your tweets. we still got a few to get to here, and we'll give you some final thoughts before we turn things over to Dale Lolly and Matt Williamson. Folks, practice ongoing here. We'll continue to paint the picture for you, all part of our training camp coverage on Steelers Nation Radio. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Uh, they grow up so fast, don't they? Our final segment here on campus. Uh, I better be leaving with a doctorate or, you know, at least a master's or, or something after all the time we've spent out here. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, the Steelers Blitz here on SNR. Don't you uh, dare think about going anywhere, though. Matt and Dale coming up with three hours, their final three-hour edition of the drive here from training camp as they will bring you the conclusion of practice and all the good stuff that follows in its wake there as uh, we still have offense versus defense going on in the field in front of us. A couple tweets here to close us down from all of you, as always, and we appreciate your participation today throughout training camp, all you guys rocking and rolling with us here. Uh, Good one from Jeff here. Motsi, he wants to know from the, players, talking about. Yeah. From, the, uh, from the players' perspective, right, uh, what changes when they take this public portion of training camp and move back to the team facility? Um, the biggest thing that changes is just the crowd noise, right? When you talk about being out there at training camp, sometimes, man, you can use the crowd to motivate you, and that's a multitude of ways, right? You cannot want to go practice, but you walk down that hill and you start to hear those kids go crazy. You start to see the fans. <laughs> you just feel a little bit more buzz. It feels like game, sure. like right? Sure. Obviously, it's not a game, but it gives you that feel because of the eyes there, the live atmosphere. But at the same time, you can also use that motivation from the crowd to, you know, if they're cheering for the offense. Like early on in camp, right, Cam Hayward, pissed off, right? Because every time the offense would do something, even if it wasn't, worthwhile the crowd was going to be cheering about it right just because they didn't really understand they're just ah it's offense just reacting to highlights right so for the defense you use that as motivation man we're gonna come out here and shut this crowd up every single day or actually every time we make a stop we're gonna look to the crowd say cheer now like but those are the different things that you're able to do to just kind of you know help get you a little bit extra edge while you're out there but now coming back to the south side you still got to have that same work ethic. You still got to have that same level of focus. But this is when you talk about the being a professional part. Does your game travel? Are you a guy that can self-motivate? Are you a guy that can come out there and still detail your work when you don't have the crowd to motivate you, when you don't have the crowd to tell you yay or nay based on your performance and their reactions, right? Can you still come out there and be the same professional can you still go out there and use the same detail that you use with your hands your footwork are you still going to have that same type of desire to make plays because 
that is the difference of why guys are able to stay in this league longer than others. The guys that can only play good in front of a home crowd, they don't last long. The guys that can only play good when they sleep on the road in a hotel, they don't last long. The guys that only show up on game days but they can't do it in practice don't last long. And for certain, the guys that can only do it in practice but don't do it on Sunday, they definitely don't last long. <laughs> but that's the thing that you got to understand with all of those varying you know, aspects of NFL players. The one consistent is the guy that is able to consistently show up there every single day, location not mattering, that is the player that ultimately is going to be able to stay in this thing the longest. You talk about your game traveling, nameless gray faces, time, location does not matter. This is one of those key components to that right there. That makes a lot of sense. Um, Cause you're not, it's not always going to be the ideal conditions, right? You're not always going to be feeling great. You're not always going to have um, the motivation of maybe, you know, a few thousand COVID year. Fans aren't in stadiums. Right, right, Can you still exactly. come out there and be an all-pro? Oh, okay, it's a sold-out crowd. Can you still go out there and be an all-pro? Oh, it's raining. It's a torrential downpour. <laughs> Can you still go out there and be an all-pro? Oh, you're playing in a dome, controlled climate. Can you still go out there and be an all-pro? That's what you're trying to find, man. 100%, 100%. The guys that are always going to be that McDonald's number one, regardless of where they are located at, man. That's the analogy we're always looking for right there. No, absolutely right and well said uh, by the guy with the decade of NFL experience here on the show. Now, Steel City Champs wants to lean on that as well too here, Motsi. I know you'll enjoy answering this question. Uh, Steel City Champs tweets and says, um, Motsi, this is a big if because I know you have you know no, no interest, but if you had to get back out onto the field and play linebacker again, which one of these Steelers linebackers on the current roster would you like to line up next to? TJ Watt, because that's my homie. I done done that before. Yeah, <laughs> it would for certain be TJ. But uh, if I can't go with that low-hanging fruit, uh, Quan Alexander, because I'm a big fan of his game, even dating back to him in Tampa. Love how he plays it. Love the physicality, the versatility. But also, he got that crazy in him. And that crazy is most people think twice about accelerating through the contact. A lot of people chop their feet. They'll start getting weird angles when it's time for the big kaboom. But you watch Quan and historically through all his career, he is a guy that goes, oh, let's downshift this thing and really get some power and acceleration. Oh, yeah. These last two steps. I love it because I'm from the old school era and that's how we was playing it. So, yeah, he would definitely be one of the ones for me, man. I had a feeling that might that might be your answer because he does seem like he'd be fun to play next to. Uh, James Pierre just uh, almost picked off Mitch Trubisky, but he had some uh, some some of the itis, some of the some of the mm. dropsies, and wasn't able to mm. squeeze that one in as he was uh, as he was covering Hakeem Butler on the far side. Yeah, Quan Alexander, a, a good answer from you there. Plenty to choose from, obviously, with this whole Seriously, new cast. Seriously, because of... I'm over here like I'm a big fan of Mark Robinson. I love just yep. that young. Just he gives me young Vince vibes. Every time yep. I watch him, I'm like, yep, young Vince. I love it. Go hit some. Yep. Cole Holcomb would be fun. A Landon Roberts. Uh -huh. There's there's some, there's on, some good ones there. There's some good Absolutely, ones there man. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, James tweets us and says, um, do you think the guys care about not having much national media attention on the team right now? I, 
Motsi, I know you always talk about this, right? The, the, the kind of the difference in the players' mentality and yeah. first fans and, and media and things like that. But I also, just to be fair, I do think that was the case earlier in the summer. You know, everyone talking about how great the division's going to be and the Bengals and the Ravens now that Lamar's staying and, and look how good the AFC is. And I do think for a long time the Steelers were left out of those conversations. I'm not sensing that in the last couple weeks, though, particularly since the uh, the preseason game against the Bucks. Um, I mean, Ryan Clark's on on Get Up saying that George Pickens is more talented than Justin Jefferson. Uh, Kay Adams, you know, is going on a three minute rant about how uh, the Steelers are going to make the playoffs, and she can't can't believe that people are actually predicting the Browns to have a better season than the Steelers. So I do think they were flying under the radar a little bit. But I think after what we've seen from Kenny Pickett and George Pickens here in camp, the overhauling that the Steelers have done of their roster, I do think a lot more in the national media are starting to pick the Steelers as a team that, you know, uh, 10-11 wins, something like that, going to the playoffs, maybe even going on a little bit of a run. I I don't think there's this big um, sleeping on the Steelers and never talking about them in those circles, as I, I do think was maybe the case earlier in the summer. See, my only issue is, I was here when we dominated the headlines. So you just talking about <laughs> a two-minute rant from Kay Adams and RC or get up. I'm like, that's it. I know exactly <laughs> what my man's talking about. Uh yeah, Wes, I don't know what you're going on right there, Broski. But no, this is 100 percent a drastic change from 14, 15, 16, 17. Well, sure, sure. Like and that's kind of how I took the question. Just like they are still very much slept on from a national perspective. Okay. And honestly, I don't have an issue with that because this team hasn't earned that just yet. When I think of us being on primetime all the time, when I think of the media constantly being around everything we did and feeling like ESPN was just parked out here, Infinite was just parked <laughs> out here. I mean, we talked about it. They had the whole analyst booth set up out here. They did. Like, yep. that was normal. And you had to get used to that, to everything being so scrutinized, right? It wasn't Every like that in Buffalo, game. was it? Yeah, <laughs> not even close. But even think about it right now. Like, this team isn't scrutinized to the same extent, you know? And I do think that that's a benefit for them because they are still young and trying to still prove what they can be in this league. Right. George Pickens, we're saying we think he has the potential to be nice. We had Antonio Brown, who's arguably the greatest receiver to ever play this game. I mean, we un- say for, Kenny Pickett for six or seven years, you know which is unbelievable. Yeah, we talk about Kenny Pickett. Oh man, we think he could be nice. Man, we had Ben Roethlisberger in his prime. <laughs> you catch what I'm saying? Hall- First ballot Hall of we- Famer. Najee Harris. Hey man, it's Najee. Maybe this is the year. Woo, we're excited. But we had Le'Veon Bell here. So when you just talk about the amount of eyes, the amount of attention, and the amount of coverage, it was deserved because of those guys being who they were. This group, to me, is a year away from that. If this group goes out and does what we think they're capable of, this would be no different than 2014, when that was the start of our three, four-year window, our little run that we went on. Right. That's how I look at this year right here. If you ready to get that type of attention back where – we not talk about a two minute there. We're talking about man, we dominate every single show that comes on. That the the way we get back to that 
is going to get in 10 plus wins this season. Sure. George doing what he did versus the Buccaneers, but on a more consistent basis. Kenny Pickett on a more consistent basis. Najee, more consistent. You know what I mean? Like, if they do that, I promise you, we won't be talking about no more of this media attention. It will be the opposite. Like, bro. Can yeah, can you guys chill out that? a little bit, please? Because think about it. It got to a point where we were like that. It was like, yo, can y'all just, like, get these cameras out of here? If y'all weren't here, it wouldn't be an issue. But y'all being here all the time, covering every little story yep. is what makes this way bigger than what it was. So, yeah, man. I think I think you're I think you're on to it there. I I agree with that. Give it some time, right? If if everything goes yeah, according to plan, time, we won't have to worry time. about that Absolutely. anymore. <laughs> but they gotta earn it. They gotta earn that part, though. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Danny Smith portion of practice right now. As we got some punts booming in front of us. The um, best part. Of practice. <laughs> folks, that's gonna do it for uh, for our Steelers Blitz training camp coverage here. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks to uh, to everybody who's helped us. A huge shout-out to our guy Justin back at the ranch yes, for producing yes. it for us every day, uh, dealing with some issues and stuff like that that you always have when you do remote broadcasts like this. Big thanks, big shout-out to Justin for uh, for being with us uh, from start to finish every day for these, these last three or four weeks. Uh, big thanks to our guy Brandon, too, who was the one who would uh, get us a different Steelers uh, alumni on the show every day. Thanks shout to out to Brandon. All those guys who joined us. We love catching up with those guys every year uh, Rocky Blyer and Chris Hoke and Mike Logan and Santonio Holmes and, and so many different names uh, of guys that we we enjoy uh, one of our favorite things we get to do out here every year catching up with those guys a uh, big thanks to Max Starks for joining us for a segment today and as always a shout out to the best co-host in the business Arthur Nathan Motes the third who me Enjoy the drive, everybody. You got Matt and Dale coming up for three hours. Then we're all off tomorrow. Back at it on Saturday for that game against the Buffalo Bills and then getting into your regularly scheduled uh, programming as we put a bow on this, uh, this 2023 training camp edition. Take care, everybody. Thanks. And as always, you know where to find us. It's on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.